The holiday season is upon us, and so is the risk of pancreatitis in our furry friends. In this episode, we unravel the complexities of this condition with our guest, licensed veterinary technician, Stephanie Adams. We'll explore the causes of pancreatitis and offer tips to keep your pet safe during the festive feasts. Join us for a timely discussion on preventing pancreatitis this holiday season, right here on the Family Pet Podcast. Yeah, come on. Welcome into the Family Pet Podcast, the podcast for curious pet parents, where we believe the more you know about pet health care, the better pet parent you can be. We're rocking in with some Matthew West today. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving with the Thanksgiving song from Matthew West. This is Michael Shirley, your host, joined by Stephen, and also by Stephanie. Welcome in, Stephanie. Hello. And we have a special guest, Chloe. Welcome, Chloe. Hi, Chloe. Hi. Are you excited about being on Thanksgiving break today? Are you excited about Thanksgiving, to, like eating Thanksgiving? What's your what, favorite? What's your favorite thing to eat for Thanksgiving? Turkey. Turkey. <laughs> turkey. You know who else likes to eat turkey, who? Chloe? Dogs and cats. Did you know that? Dogs and cats like to eat turkey. Well, this is the Family Pet Podcast, the podcast for curious pet parents, where we believe the more you know about pet health care, the better pet parent you can be. And today's Thanksgiving edition of the Family Pet Podcast, we are going to be talking about something that everybody needs to know for Thanksgiving, and that is pancreatitis. That's right, pancreatitis. An inflamed pancreas. Yes, and to help us talk about pancreatitis, we have our licensed veterinary medical technician, Stephanie Adams, back on the podcast. It's been a while. Uh, welcome, Stephanie, to the podcast. Oh, we got Matthew My- back there. Wait. Michael's trying to find the clapping, and he couldn't find it. There it is. It's that right was, there. That was weak. Thank you, Stephanie, for joining us. Thanks for having me, To guys. talk all about pancreatitis. Mm-hmm. Why are we talking about pancreatitis on Thanksgiving, Stephanie? So pancreatitis is one of the leading causes for pets to go to the emergency clinic or an urgent care center around the holidays. Mm, all holidays. Or, uh, or Thanksgiving. And, especially yeah. around Thanksgiving and Christmas. Okay. Holidays with food. Right. These these certain holidays with so, lots of foods around well, we, family. Yeah. So we knew, I, I knew, I've seen a meme or uh, some something passing around like a tips for people that own pets uh, from your veterinary professionals that basically said, hey... Don't feed your pet Thanksgiving meals and save yourself some money. What's the connection there? Right. So it used to be, um, I know like in my husband's family, uh, you finish up your meals and you put all the scraps on a pet plate and you gave it to the dogs. Right. And so what we've come to find out is that that can lead to something called pancreatitis. And it's not just for dogs. Uh, cats can right. get pancreatitis. Feline pancreatitis is a thing as well. Right. Cats can too. Dr. Shirley's cats are... Uh, they're slick, and they if the moment they see you turn your back, they're jumping up on the counter and eating uh, whatever you've left out. Mm-hmm. Cats so. can be very sneaky eaters. Okay, so so let's just stop and let's start at the beginning. What is pancreatitis? So the pancreas is an important organ that works with digestion. So it's releasing things called digestive enzymes to help us break down the food that we eat. When we get pancreatitis, that's an inflammation of the pancreas. 
So the inflammation is disrupting the normal work of the pancreas. So the digestive enzymes that are usually in that pancreas, and they store safely in there so the pancreas can activate them, they end up going on the outside. And so they're prematurely activated, and they're released, and then they just start to digest the body itself. So basically think of the enzymes oh on the inside. <laughs> that it's, does, scary. it's scary, really. That doesn't sound right. Uh, that does not sound good. Well, it, Sorry. it yeah. is right. It's, it's bad. Correct. <laughs> yeah. It does not bad. sound good. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's bad. That if the if the body starts to digest, digest itself, itself. <laughs> that sounds really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, what what does that look like in our in our dogs or in cats? So the most common thing we're going to see is vomiting, diarrhea, lethargy, lack of appetite. Sometimes they may even have a fever with it. Right. Chloe, Chloe, do you know what lethargy means? Have you ever heard of it? It means to be really tired. Just kind of laying around. They're just not themselves. So uh, can you say? Kind of, can you say it with me? Lethargy. Lethargy. Good job. That's good you job. got it. So, so if someone is lethargic, what do you think that means? Lethargy. That's right. That means they're exhibiting. So tonight, when you're going to bed, tell your mom, say, you know, I'm feeling a little lethargic. That means you're ready to go to bed. She'll be very impressed. She'll be impressed. <laughs> Chloe's like, I don't know. I'm trying to get you to talk, Chloe. What do you think about that? You don't know. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully our curious pet parents out there are like, oh, I've heard us. We've talked about lethargy a couple of times, but I don't know if we've ever defined it. So just being a little out of sorts, a little tired, lying around, not normal. So basically, it's the animal's version of, a, I've got a bellyache. Right, it's like a really, really bad bellyache. And I've heard of people that have had pancreatitis and explained it as some of the worst pain they felt in their life. Well, hmm. that's because their body was eating itself. Right. Hmm. And, a lot, and sometimes with pancreatitis, the liver can be affected as well. The liver's right there with that pancreas. And so you get that inflammation in the pancreas, and sometimes it'll affect the liver too. So even more bad news. All right. We talked about symptoms, and we obviously talk about the cause that on Thanksgiving, our cause that we're concerned about is if my dog or cat eats the leftovers, gets into the turkey, oh, heaven forbid they got the whole thing. Maverick did eat a steak once. A whole steak? Yeah. Now, it happens with fatty Mm -hmm. foods. Like, that's that's, uh, the pancreas, uh, what is it, lipase, it releases the the lipase to to combat the fatty foods, right? Right. Okay. So pancreatitis mostly coming from those really fat foods. So I usually tell people stay away, especially those for, um, pork products like ham, bacon, mm-hmm. all those meats that are especially fatty. But our turkeys too on Thanksgiving, you know, we're frying them in deep oil and we, they're usually the skin's on. It's not a low-fat meal generally. Then if that's the case, we, we know what caused it, what the symptoms are. How do we treat it? Right. So as soon as you see any kind of these issues, that vomiting, diarrhea, lethargy, lack of appetite, especially if you know your pet has gotten a sudden high fat meal, we need to be seeing the vet. You need to be calling and saying, do I need to bring my pet in? And likely yes. And likely the vet is going to do an exam and check some lab work. There's certain values on there that can tell you if it's pancreatitis or not. And then we're going to start treatment. Well, I've got a question. It's Thanksgiving and my vet's closed until Monday. What do I need to do? Well, you can go back and listen to the podcast episode that we talked about emergency vet care because that's what you're going to be doing is going to see the emergency vet. Yep, and I'm sure they're going to have lots of pancreatitis cases this weekend. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so this is not something that I should feel comfortable waiting three days. No, I would not have. Especially if you know that your pet got into a high-fat meal, then we need to be taking action. 
what are the risks of waiting to say, well, I don't want to, I don't want to pay the emergency fee. I'll just wait till my vet opens. So pet can really crash. Um, they because there's a lot of times vomiting and diarrhea. You worry about dehydration. So these pets need to be started on IV fluids as soon as possible. And also, it's very painful. So it helps to give them some pain medication as well as some anti-nausea medication to help their stomach. And is the treatment going to stop the internal digestion of, of the pet's own body? It's supportive. There are some treatments out there that are kind of new and looking at treating pancreatitis, but for the most part, it's simply supportive care Okay, and so, the body corrects itself. So the, the issue of waiting is your pet is in distress mm-hmm. and there are complicating factors such as the dehydration. Exactly. All right. And if they're throwing up in diarrhea, the only way to really rehydrate them is IV fluids. Correct. Especially when it gets to such an extreme with pancreatitis. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So we, we go in for treatment. Um, you, you said the blood, they're going to do a blood panel. Generally. Yes. They like to take some blood. And what is that? What, what does the blood panel tell us in a pancreatitis case? So there's a couple of values that the doctor will look at and assess and see if they're elevated. And sometimes they may not even be elevated with a case of pancreatitis, so we're just looking at treating the symptoms. But we do need to be checking, like I said, the pancreas can affect the liver, so we need to be looking at liver values. And since that whole body gets affected with hydration status, we've got to be looking at that as well. Are there any long-term... So I have type 1 diabetes. My pancreas, for whatever reason, attacked itself um, and quit producing insulin. So now I'm insulin dependent for the rest of my life. Are there any kind of side effects like that from pancreatitis for our pets? There are. So there are some instances where a pet will get pancreatitis and then get diabetes that may or may not go away. Mm -hmm. We're, We're talking about treatment. We're talking about testing. It sounds like it may take some time. Cost. It sounds expensive. Yeah, I'm about to say I'm I'm beating around the bush. Is is it going to be expensive? Right. This, this is an expensive disease to treat or an expensive illness to treat um, because we're looking at maybe even up to a week of hospitalization. It depends on how the pet. Oh responds. my! Really? Yep. It could be up to a week. That they have to stay at the hospital for would, supportive care. They will be hospitalized, and even just a weekend of hospitalization care can really mm-hmm. get expensive. Yeah. So and it's it, best to try to prevent best we right. can. And we prevent by. Keeping the food away from the pets, so, uh, the, the food that they should not be eating, especially those high fat, the scraps, just keep the pets away. But what about those sad little puppy dog begging eyes looking up to me as I'm trimming the turkey or the ham? I would recommend giving your dog one of their own treats or even a green bean. Green beans with no oh. seasoning, anything on it is totally fine. Okay. And then they still, you can still feel like they're getting some Thanksgiving dinner, but they're not getting anything that's going to put them in the hospital. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Well, let's Green try beans. To keep them out. Green beans and rice. Yep. <laughs> Green beans and rice. And their regular kibble. Right. So if you just have to give them something, give them their regular diet. So if you know that you've got a begging dog and you're going to be cooking all day, then put a little dish of their kibble up there that they can feel like they're getting something, but don't. Especially, I think the with the bird, with the turkey, the mm-hmm. skin mm-hmm. is the fatty portion. Right. And also, mm-hmm. and also while everyone's eating too, it's probably a good idea to keep the dog put in its crate in a different room. That way, because we know that children, people get to dropping things and the dog's going to run right up and grab it. Chloe, do you ever drop food for Bubba to eat? Bubba is Chloe's dog that's Here rather lethargic room. underneath the table right, right now. Relaxed. He is chill. So have you learned any, what have you learned today, Chloe? I have learned to not give 
pets uh, Thanksgiving food. Great. Well, we hope our curious pet parents out there have learned the same. That is a great lesson. Stephanie, I think we've covered everything, right? We've covered what causes it, how we treat it, how do we prevent it. Mm -hmm. So there's only one thing left to talk about in today's podcast, and that is our fun fact for the day. Oh, I've got one for you. All right. What is your fun fact to help our curious pet parents win trivia night or impress their friends and family at today's Thanksgiving meal? So there is one breed of dog that is genetically predisposed to pancreatitis. Ooh. Any guesses? French bulldog. It's always the, <laughs> it's bulldog. A, it's it's always the French bulldog. bulldog. Mm, I would say Cavalier King Spaniel. I was thinking it's going to be a toy breed. It is a small dog. Um, or pug. Shih Tzu. A pug. It's actually the mini schnauzer. Hmm. So miniature schnauzers are predisposed to pancreatitis as they commonly have altered fat metabolism. My parents are schnauzer owners, and we've mm-hmm. gone through this before. And um, I, whenever I was in school, I did a rotation through the emergency clinic, and it was every time I went, there was at least one schnauzer there with pancreatitis. And they're Guaranteed. genetically predisposed to it. Yeah. Well, there you so go. So we really need to watch those schnauzers All right. With the ham. If you, listen, listen, all you pet parents out there, if you know someone that owns a schnauzer, is it all schnauzers or miniatures? Mostly schnauzers? just the miniatures. Okay. If you know someone out there that owns a miniature schnauzer, send them the link to this podcast right now. You could save a life. You could save a life. There you go. And well, save a lot of money. And yes. we, we all can save a lot of money. So whether you are whether you have dogs in the house or cats in the house, pancreatitis can affect all of them. Mm-hmm. It's purely preventable. Well, maybe not purely preventable, but it's right. really we can. We, we can, can help to minimize minimize this cases. by simply preventing them from eating the high fat holiday meals. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should cut down on our own fat intake, but that's another podcast for another day. We hope that all of you out there have enjoyed learning a little bit about pancreatitis, and I'm going to let Matthew West sing us out. Until next time, stay curious. Go ahead, Stephen. It's like gobble, karaoke. Gobble, gobble me and gobble, gobble you. Gobble, gobble three. Gobble, gobble four. Gobble, gobble, please. Can I have some more of the Family Pet Podcast? You can have some more next week. Tune in next time. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for joining us, Chloe. You want to sing? Nope, you're out. All right, thanks everybody. Pants on, that's how I roll. No judgment here, no judgment. Here. Oh, but why are you so? Grandpa's passed out, passing gas, but we got pumpkin candles burning just for that. Someone brought up politics, now everybody's mad. The Family Pet Podcast is a podcast for curious pet parents, where we believe the more you know about pet health care, the better pet parent you can be. The Family Pet Podcast is a production of Family Pet Health, PLLC, and is recorded in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. The statements made as a part of this show should not be taken as an establishment of any form of a veterinary client-patient relationship. All comments are for entertainment and educational purposes only, and you should reach out to your local veterinary partner before taking any action on anything that you've heard here today. We hope that you will share this podcast with a friend, and it would mean so much to us if you would take a moment to leave a review and follow wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Show notes, links, and videos to accompany today's show can be found at thefamilypetpodcast.com.